Welcome to the Senior Story Hour, where we share poems, stories, observations of life, written by the Franklin Senior Center Writers Group. All right, so Steve Sherlock here for another session of our Senior Center Writers Group. We're recording today. This will be heard on the air in September. And we'll do a round of introductions so you'll be able to recognize who's reading when uh, they do their reading. So, again, Steve Sherlock here. I'm Bill Wiley. I'm Faith Flaherty. I'm Alice Judge. I'm Zenobia Carson. I'm Susan Borey. All right. So, with September, we had tossed out some ideas around, you know, Labor Day, school starting, end of summer, something in that realm. We'll find out what people have actually done. And Bill, I think you said you've got two poems yeah. today? One that rhymes or one that doesn't rhyme. Ooh, you, you've <laughs> written a poem that doesn't rhyme? Yeah. <laughs> An old inside, inside joke. Bill had po- said all yeah. poems must rhyme. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my uh, romantic ones. Uh, I express my love. I express my love to show that I care. Let me run my fingers through your long black hair. My love, I need you. You are my special one. In the dark of night, you bring the sun. I sit by my bedside and express my love. God has blessed us from his kingdom above. When we get together, it will be a new start. For you and I will never be apart. The beautiful sunny day today has finally come. After days of rain, the nice warm sun. I will have a thousand questions when we finally meet. I will look into your eyes. It is love that I seek. So come on, darling, let's get this going. You know that I want you. My love is showing. It's you that I need in this crazy world. I want you to be my special girl. I wrote that not too long ago. And I, I did an oldie. Nice. I did an oldie poem, and I just threw a bunch of songs together, and they don't rhyme. Okay, uh, this is called When You Walk in the Room. My darling, when you walk in the room, I only have eyes for you because I want you to come a little bit closer. Don't worry about me because I got my mojo working. I need you because my heart belongs to only you. I'm coming home because I won't last a day without you and I want to be close to you. We'll go to the beach and you can wear your itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. We'll all sing All You Need Is Love. Let's go to Surf City. We can ride the wild surf. Later, we'll go to Drag City, and we'll ride in my little deuce coupe. Please, I want that one last kiss for old time's sake. Tomorrow, let's spend the night together, because you know I can't get no satisfaction. I'll be jumping Jack Flash after I taste your brown sugar. As we say goodnight, my love, I want that one last kiss. Mm-hmm. That, came out, that came out pretty good. I'm thinking you could use that as a contest and have people guess how many titles of songs you actually used. Yeah. Well, I'm already thinking wow. about putting a list of the songs and playing them. <laughs> That'll be a playlist for sure. Yeah. And Faith, I think you've got something for us today. Yes, but it has nothing to do with September because I was Uh-oh. too upset. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is, um, do you remember the Armenian Genocide? Yes. This has to do with that and... So I wasn't paying attention to writing. I was just wanted to get the word out. And really, when you think about it, I don't have any authority to do anything about it or the money to affect any change. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I can do. So this is it. 
I'm trying to spread the sharing word. your creation via this word in audio yeah just telling people production. about it maybe that will reach somebody that can do something about it right I want to call your attention to a humanitarian crisis that has been ongoing for more years than I have been alive, and that's a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. In 2020, Turkey and Azerbaijan together attacked a section of Armenia called Nagorno-Karabakh. The president of Turkey said that this is the fulfillment of the mission of our grandfathers in the Caucasus. That means genocide. Mm-hmm. To eradicate the presence of Armenians in the Caucasus. In 1991, when the Soviet Union collapsed, the Nagorno-Karabakh region, which is 95% Armenian, declared itself independent. But they also wanted to join Armenia. From that day, there was a war between Nagorno-Karabakh and Azerbaijan. Then 2020, COVID struck, and everyone was preoccupied. This is the same scenario that happened during the genocide of Armenians in 1915. The world was preoccupied with World War I, and the Ottoman Empire used the opportunity to commit genocide on Armenians. Now, during 2020, Turkey and Azerbaijan performed military exercises near Nagorno-Karabakh. Then, with the help of Turkey, Nagorno-Karabakh was attacked. Drones were used in Turkey. They even used phosphoric bombs, which is prohibited internationally. 5,000 to 6,000 Armenian soldiers were killed. Turkey and Azerbaijan took all the surrounding parts of Nagorno-Karabakh. The war ended in 2020 with three partial agreements of ceasefire between Russia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. The understanding was that there would be a corridor, the Lachlan Corridor, connecting Nagorno-Karabakh to Armenia. But shortly after, the ceasefire purported environmentalist block the Lachlan Corridor. And that's the only road that links Armenia with Nagorno-Karabakh. Human rights groups say this is a blockade that's creating a humanitarian crisis. It leaves 120,000 ethnic Armenians under siege. That means no electricity and with a dwindling food and medicine supplies. Now the Azerbaijani authorities prohibit even the International Red Cross to pass. Now it means that if you live in Nagorno-Karabakh, you don't have electricity, gas, water, and very little food left. What will happen to them? Mm. Wow. Yeah. You never hear about it. No. Oh, that's my point. It's not, not yeah. in any of the headlines. I never hear it. Yep. Wow. Hopefully somebody will have an idea that somebody can take some action and start getting some attention and some help and relieve the blockade and whatever. All right. Zenobia? I have a little thing um, that I put together this morning. My grandson, I have many grandsons, but this grandson is different because I raised him from infancy. He's 34 years old now. And he informed me Uh, I think last week that his oldest daughter, who is almost four, 
will be going to preschool? Well, he said in the fall, and I don't know where I thought I was in this season, but I thought, well, that's some time away. So I wrote, when my grandson Michael informed me that Brielle would be starting soon in her preschool, I tucked the information in a neat little pocket of my brain thinking, well, sometime in the fall and well, <laughs> fall is upon us. And when I woke this morning to a parade of pictures in my text box, I immediately thought back to taking his late father, my son, to school, then taking him, my grandson, to preschool, my eyes puddling over and acting like a big baby, but that's what you do. Then in an instant, it seems, watching him march triumphantly across his high school stage, then seeing him awaiting his lovely bride in the, in their, on their wedding day. In each milestone, I have watched quietly, proudly, and with thanksgiving for not only the opportunity, but the privilege of witnessing yet another event. And each time, the, I'm sorry, each time a song plays in my head that has been recorded by many. It is a song taken from the Bible, Ecclesiastes 3, which reminds us that to everything there is a season. Pete Seeger, I think, either wrote or sang or both in this song in 1962. But the most recognizable to many is the tradi traditionally done by the birds, and it is called Turn, Turn, Turn. Always a favorite of mine, even my first time hearing it. I was one of those children who attached a lot of prophetic meaning to songs that were brand new. While many listened and tapped their toes or danced to a tune, I was mostly eating and digesting the music and saving it for a later day. I knew that somewhere later in my life, I would hear it again, and it would mean even more than it did on that day. So when the photos came pouring in this morning, I decided to share it with all my Facebook friends. I am filled with joy to not only be here for the seasons of this little one's life, but for the seasons of the great grandchildren I cannot see regularly because they are strewn across this country. But I love them all and they all occupy a wonderful place in my heart, a beautiful space in my life. So off they go to new adventures and the first stops along the, their personal journey. I am blessed to have grands and great grands and I love them more than they could ever know. Praying that all our babies are covered and protected in prayer as no matter what season of life they begin this school year. I am one blessed great grandma. Oh, and you're crying, not me. <laughs> I, I knew that song before before you even said it. <laughs> before you even mentioned it, I knew, wow. I knew what song you meant. <laughs> I love that song. That legitimately can be called a classic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Good good song. Good memories. And we're yes. still making more memories, which is the important part. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. 
And Alice, what do you got for us? Anyway, I don't have a title for this, but um, anyway, a recent email from my credit card company said in bold letters, congratulations, they continued, because of your loyalty you have earned, a cash advance of $3,000. Ugh, I told them three months ago I didn't want another advance. Thank you. Every time this happens, my mind wanders back to days when my financial situation wasn't so bright and nobody wanted to give me any credit. No way. Those days were tough, and my life looked very bleak when it came to earning money. I'd be the first to tell you I didn't know how to budget. To be honest, in the beginning of my widowhood, I didn't want to. Then I wasn't sure how to do it, and in my mind I kept saying to myself, I didn't need to. We can fool ourselves into believing anything, can't we? Well, take heart, this story has a happy ending. I did learn to budget if I was honest with myself. I did pay the bills every month. I even went out with my friends sometimes. I have to acknowledge here and now that in those meager days, my son and daughter gave me money. So one day I decided I wanted to get a credit card. Why not? Everyone has them. It hadn't gotten that much better that the credit card company was taking a chance on me. So who do I call when I'm in trouble? My son, of course. It was no big deal for my son. They would put his name on my credit card and they would give me a thousand dollar line of credit. Recently, I mentioned that time back then to him he didn't, my son didn't even remember it. Move ahead 10, 15 years. My friends are get, going, getting on a cruise. They need one more. I say yes. I've sold my condo. I've moved to Franklin. I have money. What a difference a day makes. I decide to put a great amount of money or a good amount of money on my credit card. I would use that card on the cruise. I guess the credit card company got nervous or was going to pay the whole credit card up because they, without my approval, increased my cash advance to 2500 I didn't say anything, figuring I could manage it, and I have. The first time they wanted to increase my credit line to 3000 I called them and told them not to ever increase it. Looks like I'll have to do that again. But I'm struck by the irony that this new email brings to mind. It just shows that whatever your situation is today, wait a minute or two, it's going to change, hopefully for the best. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget those days because they were um, they were tough. Um, but I only have myself to play. I only had myself to blame, you know, uh, when I was first widowed, I figured I, figured I didn't have to, I didn't have to work. Well, you know, if you spend money, it's gone. They, uh, they might actually decrease your credit, too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, um, I've never had that happen, or 
well, I mean, they didn't decrease it because they didn't have any. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give me the time of day. But um, you know, um, every time I see they want to increase me, I, I just think back to that time. And uh, if it wasn't for my son, you know, uh, um, I wouldn't have gotten that credit and moved on uh, to bigger and better things. So. I guess what I'm saying, you know, is, um, and I've learned this in my old age, that uh, don't dwell on something that's not happening because uh, it could change at any minute. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The bird in hand comes to mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, shifting to my reading, and I'll do a little bit of a prologue. I've been reading two books and kind of navigating through those uh, insights uh, led to this particular uh, writing. Uh, The one other piece I think you may need to know, it's interesting, we can talk more about it after too, is uh, apparently there's a thing called a nappuccino. There's scientific evidence that if you take a nap and the optimal time, according to the evidence, is 15, 20 minutes, to actually have some coffee or caffeine before you take the nap, which is counterintuitive, but the understanding is, based on the evidence, that it takes about 20 minutes for the caffeine to actually start activating. <laughs> so if you have the caffeine, cup of coffee, take the 15-minute nap, then when you wake up, the caffeine kicks in and you're refreshed and you're double-charged, ready to go. So it's like, hmm, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I'll have to try that. So, It's like Alice is having something now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like that theory. Yes, it's worth trying. So this one is titled, What Time Is It? So it it, it kind of continues Zenobia's theme a little bit, unintentionally, but we were on kind of the same track. <laughs> so, two parts. Part one, tree frogs come out as darkness arrives. What time is it? They're da-da-da, back and forth, da-da-da, asks, what time is it? The rain falls, knowing nothing of the concern it causes because the runoff now requires payment. What time is it? A raindrop in Flint delivered as clean water costs more than a raindrop delivered in most other places. What time is it? The grasses rise, reach for the sun, bend with the breeze until they're trimmed or not. Do they ask what time is it? Late May frost caught blue hydrangea's buds. Most failed to bloom. Now in August... We get a few and ask, what time is it? Tree branches reach up and over along the trail, making a canopy in search of the sun. So we ask, what time is it? Part two. There is a cycle to life, most things within it and around us. A question we tend to miss is when, what time is it? There are best times of day for creative work, and also respectfully for the required grunt work. What time is it? There are best times to start new patterns, 
new habits, new challenges, to succeed, not fail. What time is it? There are best times to make big decisions, times to avoid that dental visit, times to take a nappuccino. What time is it? There are best times to start school for middle and high schoolers. Too bad 80% of the districts don't do that. What time is it? Coming off the pandemic with uncertainty, tight budgets, wouldn't it make sense to adjust the start time? What time is it? Tree frogs, larks, and owls seem to know about cycles. They don't need technology to live. What time is it? Very nice. Oh, very good. Very nice. A lot of food for thought. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Dan Pink's When, the scientific secrets behind the best time, is the one book I'm about halfway through, but it it's already sparked <laughs> dozens of additional, oh, I got to go this way. Oh, I got to go this <laughs> And then Figuring by Maria Popova is another rather interesting book. I'm probably about two-thirds of the way through that. And she's been reintroducing me or reintroducing the need for me to go read some authors that I had heard, maybe read a little bit about here and there, Rachel Carson being one of them. She most famously did The Silent Spring. I think that was one of her big books in the early 60s. And actually Henry Beston who I had heard of because he did a book uh, about the outermost on Cape Cod, right? And when I had talked with uh, a Franklin writer and interviewed him, he referenced Henry Beston. So now I've had a couple of references. So as they accumulate, it's like, oh, a couple of times, now I got to go. I got to go. F he apparently is a rather lyrical writer as well as Rachel Carson there. They write prose but in such a way that it's, it's more than prose. Yeah. Not quite poetic, but it's um, the national good writing. Sea, the National Seashore on Cape Cod. Yes. Thank you, Ted Kennedy. Um, is um, considered part of the national park system. Correct. And if you go there, the ranger, is that what you call those? Yeah, um, the park the ranger, rangers, yep. Park ranger. Well, um, the one we had, quote, was, had two books in his hand. One was Beston's. Yep. Cape Cod, and the other one was Henry David Thoreau, Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Yeah, I recommend both. Yep. While you're sitting on mm. the beach. Right. <laughs> in Brewster. <laughs> yeah. In Brewster, or yeah. even way out in Plymouth, it's yeah. it's gorgeous, really, along yeah. the stretch of the Cape. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good set of a variety of writings from a couple of poems. One rhymed, one didn't, but they're still both poems. Heard about the Armenian genocide and leaves us wondering what we can do about it. Grandparent memories, parent memories <laughs> intermixed. Lots of topics today, financial and otherwise. <laughs> all goodness. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for participating and sharing today. And for the listeners, tune back again. We'll record another next month. And you can always find us uh, if you're local. We're at the Senior Center Weekly. And then in the studio once a month. Um, and if you do want to join us, uh, contact the Senior Center, the Franklin Senior Center, or contact the studio and we'll get you on the mailing list. So until next time, keep writing. 
Thanks for being with us here on Senior Story Hour. Until the next time, I'm Peter Jay. Remember, be they laced with gravity, levity, wisdom, or whimsy, the meaning, experiences of life become a little larger when you share them, when you take a moment to commit pen to paper and just write. This is FPR, Franklin Public Radio.